0: This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. Here's your host, Jeff Gardner.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Good Neighbor Podcast. Today we have another Good Neighbor, Steve Schantz with Skedaddle Wildlife Control. Steve, welcome to the show. How are you today, man?
0: Good afternoon, Jeff. I'm well. And yourself?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to have you on the show. <clears throat> The audience doesn't know that we've already met before. I know a little bit about your business. I think what you guys do is great, uh, especially the humane side of things. So I'm looking forward to diving into that. So the people that have, haven't heard of your business before or maybe previous clients, tell us about your business. What exactly do you do, Steve?
0: Well, we're a wildlife control company, uh, meaning that we'll uh, move, remove animals from your house via one-way doors. We do not go into any home and trap um, the, the animals. We, we let the wildlife leave on their own terms, but we'll seal up entry points and areas that uh, are weak, preventative measures, or uh, screen off the entry areas. We'll use a one-way door, as I mentioned earlier, and we'll uh, prevent them from getting back in once they leave.
1: Beautiful. So if I'm understanding this, it's to not harm the animal. It's to kind of narrow their path. So they really only have one way to go. And once they get out, they can't come back in.
0: That is correct. Yeah, we, As I say, we use the one-way door and we'll use screening and, and caulking and other methods, screws and tighten down things that, uh, that are loose that when the homeowners or home builders made the place, uh, there's sometimes some areas that are a little bit weak or whatever and uh raccoons or squirrels are smart enough. They find their way in.
1: So is there any, what animals, what's the better question here? What, what animals do you focus on? Or is the better question, what animals do you not focus on? So people can know.
0: Well, we, we don't, uh, we focus on animals that get into your home or underneath your shed or things like that. We do not focus on animals that are in your backyard. Um, but animals that are actually get physically into your living space, into your, into your, your house. Um, that's, that's what we do. We do not trap, as I said. So we're, if you have raccoons that are digging up your backyard, uh, that's, we're not the people to call for that.
1: Okay. So if, it, if they're inside your home, doesn't matter the animal, you guys can take care of it, not harm the animal, reduce the amount of damage from the home. And uh, that's what you guys focus on.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I love it, man. I love it. Um, so something that I'm quite interested about because this is certainly a unique trade. Um, what brought you to this? Like, what's the story? I always love to know the why behind what people do. Um, I know this is your business, so obviously you put a ton of time and care into it. What leads a person to getting into wildlife control? Why did you decide to do it, Steve?
0: Okay, I, I was involved with a, a pest control company actually beforehand called Truly Nolan Pest Control. Uh-huh. And it's a franchise and so is Skedaddle. is a franchise. And I was I was working at the, the head office for Truly Nolan and Skedaddle uh, came along to be one of our, uh, uh, our franchises under the, the umbrella that I was working at. And uh, I decided to venture out from that business and I started up skedaddle and truly Nolan at the same time in this, in a York Simcoe area. And uh, that's kind of why it was intriguing because uh, it's, it's uh, you're outdoors. You're working with, with wildlife in a, in a roundabout way. Uh, You're being, you're being great to nature with regard to not killing anything. Um, And it's, it's just proven to be a very, unique uh, job. Uh, every day is different. Every, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, it's a great place. Great thing to be doing. Uh, really enjoy it.
1: I love it. Have you always, I love that you said it. It's great for the environment. You're helping the animals, helping the wildlife. There's so much beauty in nature. If we can respect it, I think it serves us even better and we serve it even better. Were you always um, fascinated with wildlife, like from a kid? Did you see this coming or was it a job opportunity that came your way that you found interesting?
0: Well, I've always had a, a, an interest in wildlife and as a kid, being a Boy Scout growing up and, and things like that. That wasn't hunting or anything. I'm not a hunter, um, but I I um, always had an interest in that and, and, and uh, insects. But it just it happened to be something that came across and the opportunity came along and I said, sure, let's, let's go for it.
1: Beautiful. And then you yeah. enjoy the journey and now you're here.
0: That's exactly it. Yeah. Are
1: you, are you the only uh, skedaddle in the area?
0: No, there's, we're a franchise system, as I said, So There's several in, uh, in the area. i uh, okay. um, York region, there's one in Orangeville. Ancasters were head offices. Uh, Mississauga right across the Southern London, um, Ottawa, all the way, Ottawa, PEI, uh, or Halifax. Um, there's a couple out in BC, a couple locations in BC, and then a few in the States.
1: Okay. So you guys focus, uh, York region and South end of Barry or South end of Simcoe, I should say.
0: Simcoe County. Yes. Yeah.
1: Beautiful. So (laughs) this is something that I'm curious about. I love learning about different industries and just different walks of life. Are there any myths, Myths—I always struggle with that word—myths or misconceptions out there about your industry or your business that maybe the audience is thinking about. I don't like this for this reason, or I won't do it for this reason. Is there anything out there that you can clear up that maybe is some incorrect information going well, on about wildlife control?
0: Uh, one of the things, and it happens probably once a year or maybe more frequently than that, that we that we'll get a neighbor come out and say. What are you doing? You're going to kill those animals, um, and we're we're not out to kill any animal. We're out to get them out of the house, but uh, and then back into the wildlife or wild where they're supposed to be, not in the into our homes. Um, and I get that we get my cousin or my technicians get people coming by and and yelling at them for doing something that's not great to animals, and that's not what we do. We're we're there we're protecting the animals from someone coming in and doing something that's not so good.
1: Yeah. So I love that. So for the people who have critter problems inside their home and they want to do it humanely so that the animal can still be alive, skedaddle are your people. Um, Outside of the business, Steve, I love entrepreneurship. Everybody we bring on the show is an entrepreneur and many of them, really find their work fulfilling and fun. So I think that's one of the uh, rewards of being an entrepreneur is we enjoy our work, but we still have a personal life. So what do you do? uh, What does Steve do on the weekends or the evenings to chill out, relax for fun? What do you get up to for fun?
0: Well, I guess uh, this time of year, I'm a, I'm an avid curler. I, uh, I curl two times a week and I do bond spiels on weekends at times. Um, that's that's what I do. I, I'm in a men's league and a mixed uh, mixed open league out of uh, Chinkusi Curling Club it, in uh, Brampton.
1: Awesome! You're the first one on the show to say curling. Did you say bonds spiel?
0: Bond spiel. That's like that's a sort of like a tournament on weekends. It's just getting together with either uh, 16 or 32 other teams and playing down to a winner for the end of the night kind of thing. So,
1: but curling though.
0: Curling, yes. Okay,
1: awesome. First curler on the show. That's great. I love it. So, this next question, I like to provide a little bit of context because some people find it uncomfortable to talk about the trials and tribulations of life and the challenges that we all go through. Life, we, I, I, I have the saying that we won't get through it without some scars. I think uh, the best things in life come that are to us uh, with the sometimes the highest cost. They're the hardest earned. Is some of the best things in life. So I find that in this day and age, especially in the digital world, uh, a good portion of the people on there are presenting themselves in a way that makes life look perfect and sometimes even exaggerated. So, And when viewers of that content see it and they think, well, my life doesn't look like that, they often walk away from that experience feeling worse. Why are these people living such better lives than myself? What's the difference here? And I just find that it's not completely real. Uh, life isn't perfect. And uh, I also think that we're limiting ourselves to not kind of celebrating our hardships. Uh, in my experience in life, it's the it's the challenges that I've faced that have uh, granted me the the best opportunity for growth rather than all the comfortable and pleasurable situations. So we kind of like to celebrate hardships here. It is a part of life. I think it's an integral part of life. Uh, and that's the context I like to provide before asking that question. So can you share any hardships? trials tribulations that you've gone through that maybe sucked in the moment often those hardships are uncomfortable and they do suck but when we look back at them in hindsight it's like i wouldn't want to take that away now i'm the person i am today or i provide the impact i do today because of some of these hardships anything
0: that comes to mind steve well going back many years ago um i basically right out of university i uh I got in a, a role as a salesman for a greenhouse supply company, and I just I, I just realized that uh, I, I approached uh, the whole art of selling uh, incorrectly. I, I wasn't successful at that at all, and uh, it's uh, it got uh, me looking over how to how to do that properly. Um, am I the best salesperson now because of what uh, going through that? I don't know, but I think I, I definitely learned um aspects of the sales and and recommendations and things like that as a salesperson that I wouldn't have wanted to do now that I did at that time I was I was a little bit cocky at the time I guess
1: yeah I I that is a common story I've been in sales for a very long time and I'm very uh lucky to have had some of the mentors one of them being my father he was you know, integrity selling was the thing that he tried to teach me at a young age. But at a young age, I wanted shortcuts and I didn't want to go the long way. So even though that advice was given to me, uh, I still had to uh, deal with the pain along the way (laughs) to learn on my own. Sometimes you got to get your butt kicked to learn how to to fight. So uh, from that lesson, any advice, lots of salespeople listen to this. It's all businesses and the audience is often involved with business. So from those Uh, experiences you had as a younger salesperson, one or two tips of advice for the salespeople out there?
0: Well, I I just, I think the best uh, sales way is to be honest, straight up, straightforward with the customer. Don't try being shady at all. Be straightforward. Tell them the truth. And sometimes they don't want to hear it, but this is what it has to be. Um, Sometimes you lose the sale because of that. If you try to go around the skirt, the problem and still trying to get the sale. uh, Sometimes that bites you in the backside. So you don't want that. So yeah, just straightforward. Be honest.
1: You know what? It's such a simple tip, but it is hard to do, especially when um, maybe a mistake is made you, uh, not you, but the general term for you For myself struggle to face it and think, "Mm," you know, the brain starts thinking maybe I could get by, uh, but you know it's going to come back and bite you in the butt, and I think that's the idea on integrity is willing to lose the sale to not uh, degrade your own integrity and, and be relied on as that trusted person in the area. If people come to you for information, they can trust it. So I think that's great advice. Um, for the people, current customers, maybe people that have heard of Skidaddle that have forgotten or the people that are out there that haven't heard of Skidaddle before and have struggled with. Uh, wildlife inside their house, what is one or two things that you wish the audience knew about your business in particular?
0: Um, when, um, when it comes to, uh, I guess, February, March, April, we're getting into what we call as baby season. Raccoons and squirrels have their litter. Uh, squirrels will be the first litter of the year because they'll have a second one in the fall sometimes. But uh, we do not go in and kill the babies. We, we take the babies out of their out of their attics. Um, we'll put them in what we call a baby box, which is uh, a box that we've created. It's, it's warmed. It's got a heating pad in it so that the, the babies will stay warm. Uh, we'll put it outside where we put the one-way door. So if the mother's still in the, the attic after we leave... Um, the, the, the babies will be able to come and, and or the mother will be able to come and get the babies from that entry or that excellent point of the house um, if the mother's not there she'll be coming back to that area to try to get back into the house and find the babies outside um, so we'll we'll do that and uh, our success rate of the mother taking the babies is, is, is extraordinary um, And uh, and then yeah so as i say we do not we do not uh, remove and put them in a river or anything like that. We we allow the mother to take them to another uh, location, another den site.
1: I love it. The respect to wildlife, to nature. I mean, this is their planet too, right? And I think sometimes myself, and I'm sure many others forget that, we're the dominant species and we think it's our world, but we really do share it you guys put a great deal of effort in uh, reuniting those families to those helpless babies. I mean, I don't think they'd be able to do all that well without the mother's guidance and nurturing. And that, that costs you time and it costs you money. So I have a lot of respect for them. I'm very happy that you guys do that. A question that I don't put in the questionnaire. It's kind of my secret question that uh, is very interesting to me. I find human beings fascinating. I find our potential to be, and nobody's argued this point yet, pretty much limitless. Uh, I don't know that there's been a human that has come to their final day and said, I have maxed out being a human being. So as far as we can see, we're pretty limitless with our potential. I think it's very interesting what we can accomplish. And as I alluded to earlier, I've been very uh, privileged to have the mentors that I have in my life, and they often encourage me to think about what kind of impact have I had? What kind of impact am I trying to create right now And what kind of impact am I trying to create for the future as I have no idea how long I'll be here. Tomorrow isn't guaranteed. So to think about these things, what am I doing rather than just going out there and doing uh, to have a purpose to what I'm doing, I think is important. So I like to ask people, what kind of impact are you trying to have? Maybe family, maybe on your community, maybe it's a legacy.
0: Well, I've never really gone looking for any kind of accolades or anything like that i'm uh, i just want to make sure that people are are either safe from wildlife in their homes having potential disease issues because of having the wildlife or um uh, went on the pest control side of things on my other company uh making sure that homes are rid of of insects that uh can be disease-carrying as well. I just want everyone to live in a healthy, safe environment.
1: Yeah, and I if it. I
0: can, if I can help them out, I will.
1: Beautiful. It's an easy concept, uh, simple to understand, hard to do. We appreciate that you're out there doing it, protecting our wildlife and us, and you know, helping us keep safer homes. And I imagine that leads to more energy efficiency because there's less holes in the walls and and things like that. Not to mention. The mental stress of a homeowner that maybe has animals in their attic or in their walls—I imagine that could be very stressful. It was for me in this house right here. We had um, some squirrels chew through our drywall, through a light outside, through a brick, and we had some bats in here a couple of times. And uh, the girlfriend wasn't very happy about that. So <laughs> it can be pretty stressful. We're glad there's companies out there like you guys uh, taking care of the wildlife and taking care of us. So, Steve, for the people that are in need or just planting that seed, how can they get a hold of you? How can they connect with you?
0: Well, they can uh, go to the uh, Skedaddle web- website at skedaddlewildlife.com. And uh, we have uh, a locations page and we have uh, our phone numbers there. I'll give you the 1-800 number. Okay. It's one 888 one eight eight eight. Five nine two zero three eight seven, and that's uh they they can call it there's generally one call center for our franchises and uh that that number will get you to that call center and then they'll make sure you get to the right location
1: beautiful so website phone number, is there any social medias that you want to point anybody in the direction of or are those the main two avenues to connect with you
0: well there's facebook pages um for the most part, I'd go Facebook. Yeah, Google, Google Ads, but that's not really social media. Um, but, yeah, Facebook.
1: Okay, and so it's just look oh, up. Oh, actually,
0: uh, YouTube. There's a lot of YouTube uh, information as well about uh, Skedaddle.
1: Beautiful. Okay, so now we got a number of avenues. So you guys can go to the website, and Skedaddle is S K E D A D D L E wildlife control so you can go to the website you got the 1-800 number they're on facebook they're on youtube lots of avenues to connect with these guys if you need these products and services if you're struggling with animals inside your house you don't know what to do and you're afraid that i don't want to kill them that's the only option it's not the only option steve and his team can take care of you steve it was a pleasure having you on the show the original conversation that we had i don't know a few years ago was great to learn about your business especially how you're treating the wildlife i never forgot that I've talked to many uh, businesses like yourself. That's not always the case. I'm glad you do that. Uh, Very happy to have you on the show, man.
0: Well, thank you very much, Jeff. It's my pleasure. Thanks, pal.
1: Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast Midhurst. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to GNPMidhurst.com. That's GNPMidhurst.com. Or call 705-413-3775.